Welcome to our Help Desk with Joe podcast, and this is show number five for Help Desk with Joe. And make sure you stay tuned in for more of our podcast music and news from other Pat's shows and Pat's with Community and Children First. So, Joe, show number five. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I know. it's We were off the line for about two years, and now we're back, and uh, we're plugging right along. So Help Desk with Joe is very popular. It's one of our uh, steadfast shows that we did through our broadcasting program, and uh, now you're, you're back in a new and improved format. And now, now we're in a podcast form, so it's much easier on this part. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, yeah. All right, well, what are we talking about today? Okay, so today's news topics include Firefox turning on a controversial controversial encryption that was easy to say oh man uh hackers peeping through vacuum cleaners apple watch is possibly helping stroke patients and then our main topic of discussion will be backing up computers nice well and, and if folks out there i know this is show five you should be familiar with joe but if you're jumping in right now joe and cena uh, run local business here AM digital technologies out of spencer west virginia and you're here to help people with their technology needs and today seems like one of those days where you're just, you know, you have four topics that are just helping people. Right. Sometimes you talk about impacts of technology, uh, like you talked about the coronavirus having an impact, at which came true. Yes. So now it's profit, Joe. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of those things that you look at where this one is almost helping somebody, a consumer or, you know, this person at home across the board with all these topics. Right. And that's what we try to do is we try to take all the, the, the noise and news from technology and, and condense it down to just what's important to the everyday person. Because a lot of that stuff of technology, unless you're a geek or a nerd like myself, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter to the common person. So right. I actually try to filter through all that and, and pick out the news topics that will uh, expand to a broader audience than just us nerds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and no, I like it. It's you know it was amazing to me when you talked about the coronavirus and how that impacts technology. You're right. I mean that's it's hit the stock market. I watched the news this morning, and the stock market's plummeting because of the coronavirus. So the impact, and you mentioned that on the show, it's going to be farther than just when you get your. Uh, Apple device. Right. It's going to have far-reaching consequences. Right. So you could get you could start a second show now about Joe's stock market watches here. And, we know. don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay, all right. Well, let's get back on topic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Firefox. So tell me about Firefox and this controversial law. Okay, so on Tuesday, The Verge reported that Firefox turned a controversial new encryption on by default for U.S. customers. And if you're not familiar with Firefox, Firefox is a browser alternative to like Google Chrome and Internet Explorer and Microsoft Edge. Right. So what this does is Mozilla turned on by default DNS over HTTPS. Wow, now, you just said a lot of words that I have no clue about. Okay. So I'm sure you're going to break it down for me like always. Okay, so what DNS is, <laughs> is, you know, if you go to a website like Google.com, you only have to remember the name Google.com. Right. Well, on the back end of that, what DNS does is it's almost like it's the Internet's phone book. Gotcha. So instead of typing in the actual, I'm going to call it the telephone number, but it, in the technical term is IP address. Right. So instead of typing in the actual IP address of Google.com, you just type in Google.com. It's much uh, easier to remember. You've had me go to like 192.68. Right. I got you. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Right. That so, part anyway. So what this does is it actually is a new standard that encrypts in part of your Internet traffic to that typically sends it over unencrypted connections. And as a result, this could possibly help uh, cut down on your ISPs nosing into your business. You know, 
where we've talked about doing Google searches for stuff, and all of a sudden, bam, Facebook has what you're searching for, and all oh, this company has it for this price. Yeah. So that's the the positive side. The negative side is is there's a lot of catchback on this as far as uh, criticism from lawmakers and security experts say it hampers legitimate attempts by enterprise system administrators and lawmakers to block dangerous web content, a.k.a. snooping. Oh, wow. <laughs> so this will allow that door that's already open to be open on purpose? Well, what this does is is helps cut. The intent is for less snooping. So the government's saying, well, if you have this turned on, then we can't protect you from dangerous websites. In other words, we can't see what you're doing. Ooh. And then companies are coming back and saying the same thing is, oh, we can't monitor what you're doing. So employees could be playing Facebook or Internet games or who knows what. Yeah. But Mozilla has actually came back and saying on the way their software is set up, that is, if it detects the computer itself set up in what they call an enterprise environment, it will be turned off by default, and they have to actually opt in to turn it on. So it's not going on automatically in you know business right, enterprise right. environment. I got you. So really, not their problem. The business should be monitoring this and take care of it. Right. Their right. As but, I understand it. But the way the encryption works is, it could possibly prevent you know their filtering system t from detecting it. But right. Mozilla's already put that failsafe in place, so companies can still do their filtering, but. You know, there's always an issue when governments say, this is bad because we can't protect you. Yeah, yeah. No, there's more to it than just protection. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, as you, yeah. Yeah, so, and some opinions, <laughs> yeah, and some other opinions for some for a different place, you know, that I government mean, overreach is always an issue. Right, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are good uses for that, for yeah. that argument, but. Not appropriate in this scenario. Yeah, what we've yeah. seen in the news over the years with, you know, national surveillance and all that, that's a whole other mess. Well, it sounds like we'll get there here with the next topic. Right. So <laughs> tell me about hacked vacuum cleaners because uh, when you told me that pre-show here, hey, we're going to talk about hacked vacuum cleaners. I was blown away. I was like, wait a minute. I use a vacuum cleaner. Not not often. You can ask my <laughs> wife. Not very often, but I don't know. Ours is not hackable. Like right. Old school. But anyway, so I'm sure this is going to blow me away. So go ahead. Okay. So... Hackers can peep, possibly peep through smart vacuums camera, and this research company actually proved that. CNET reports that uh, Trifo Iron Pie vacuum cleaners, robot vacuums, which are similar to like the Roombas. You know, yeah, everybody knows yeah. what a Roomba is. Right, right. Well, this uh, this company, Trifo Iron Pie, makes one very similar to that, but actually has a built-in camera. Oh, wow. What's the point of the camera? Okay, they actually put the camera in there for double duty. The fans of the swiveling, okay... The camera is actually mounted as a possible security camera. This is how they market it. So then if somebody breaks into your house, you can run that. Their Drive the vacuum cleaner around with them? Right. And you can see them, and they not, they not think anything of it. All it's just a sweeper <laughs> drawn around cleaning Jeez, the house. I don't know why the vacuum cleaner is following me around. <laughs> yeah. How odd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say, I'm, surely the thieves would be savvy enough to figure that one out in a hurry. But then again, I mean, yeah. Right, if they was breaking in the house yeah, to begin with, they were not... Right. Probably not the brightest. Right. But still, after, like, you walk in the third room and the vacuum cleaner's trailing you around like a puppy, I think I'd be like, all right, time out, wait a minute. Why is this thing not vacuuming, like, over in the corner? Right, yeah. <laughs> Why is it not hitting against the wall? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, doing its job. It's just following me around. That's odd. Right. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so they're getting hacked. Yeah, so the researchers uh, with the company Checkmarks actually found the flaw and said, that the way it's being hacked is the vacuum cleaner's Wi-Fi connected, so it's connected yeah, to the internet. Yeah. 
And one of the worst is it allow remote attackers to access the video stream. So yep. hackers could actually monitor and view your... The same way you were talking last week about the... Uh, ring cameras, yeah. Yeah, the ring cameras where people were putting them in their kid's room. Right. And, of course, getting hacked. So now, same scenario, or, well, I mean, similar scenario. Right, except now the sweeper's coming into your bedroom. Wow. Can they control the actual vacuum cleaner, you think? Or is yeah, it just... once, well, once they get in and see the video stream, I mean, they could at least sit there and monitor. Right. I wonder if they could steer the vacuum cleaner around to go where they want it. Probably eventually. I mean, that's one of those, once you're in... It well, only... if yeah, if the user can steer it from the Internet... So right. I assume the hacker could well. Right. Wow. So you might see your vacuum cleaner if you had one of these jobbies. Just like you say, pull up beside you and start staring at you and be like, wait a minute. Right. <laughs> Something's not right. <laughs> this is freaky. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So they said that's a worst case scenario. And it also could say. <laughs> wait a minute. There's a best case? Yeah. 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 In a bad situation, <laughs> there is a best case scenario. And they said that they could also. Uh, since it sends a lot of the data unencrypted. So the way a lot of these vacuums work is they uh, just through the artificial intelligence when right. it you know first time it sweeps your house, it maps out your house. yeah it maps out your house so then they could a hacker could sit there and turn it on and watch it just you know basically draw a picture of the layout of your house yep. on your phone while that, it's cleaning your house. That would be huge if you were planning on breaking into somebody's house. Yes. I mean, you see that in all the movies. Hey, we're going to break into this uh, whatever building. We need blueprints. Right. There they are. There they are. Wow. Okay. Scary stuff. Technology so, brings nice things, but also opens up that door. Right. So check marks. The, the research company that found it actually contacted Trif uh, Trifo back in December, but... The company has still failed to respond. Oh, wow. So they don't even want to encroach on right. any information. So they, they haven't made this public knowledge. They haven't done anything to protect the consumer. Well, Joe, uh, when you go to the bathroom, make sure you close the door because your vacuum cleaner it could come in. Could be watching. <laughs> so they're actually recommending one of two things. You could actually just disconnect the vacuum, which would be my recommendation, disconnect it from the Wi-Fi. Right. Because a lot of these will actually they come with remotes and anything, so you can run it from the remote control itself. So that's always a possibility, or just tape over the camera. But in my my thought is the safest way would be dis disconnected from the Wi-Fi, and then you don't have to worry about possible hackers. Scary stuff. Uh, but you know that's the world we live in today. People are taking advantage of having cool technology. I say cool, but you know unique or and or better technology to take care of menial tasks. Right. I mean, the idea of somebody vacuuming for me is very appealing. Right. But by golly, but I don't want that, I don't want them to be able to take pictures of our house. Yeah, knowing they're watching you while they're sweeping, that's <laughs> yeah. a whole other. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a different deal all the way around. All right, so let's talk about one that does sound good, uh, Apple Watches and uh, how they can help with stroke. Yes. Uh, Apple and Johnson & Johnson and Gadget reported this, have teamed up to detect uh, atrial fibrillation, also known as AFib, in seniors. And they're actually working with apps that they already have apps on the Apple watches Dave did you know this that Apple actually has apps built in for fall protection or fall detection really yes okay I, I'm not I'm a Samsung or Android user I, guess. I am too but I keep but, up one. yeah so I don't know anything about the Apple side of stuff but you know I, that makes me think back to the commercial of help I've fallen and I can't get up exactly they press the button so that's Apple's kind of fulfilling that role yeah the the current Apple watches out now is actually if you fall and it detects it Wow. It will actually come on there automatically. You don't have to push that button, and it'll say, you know, you have 10 seconds, 30 seconds, or whatever to respond. If not, then it'll automatically call 911 or your emergency contact you've built into your watch when you set it up. That's fantastic. I mean, that is a, a very viable service. I know, you know, um, we've had some seniors here. We're in a senior center, and 
uh, know of a couple of seniors that have fallen and no one found them till the next morning when their caregiver came to check on them. Right. So they've been there all night where that would be fantastic. Right. So great stuff. So, I mean, and they've already made leaps and bounds. And if you just do a little research on Apple Watches, what they claim and what they're actually doing is so far different in a good way. Right, You right. know, the Apple Watchers are claiming we can do this, this, and this, and the researchers are actually finding, hey, you can, with what's already out on the market, you can do this, this, and this with it as far as health goes. And a lot of people are saying, uh, there's several cases of people saying, hey, I was able to detect I had high blood pressure and was yeah. on risk of a heart attack and before. Know, yeah. yeah, and just <clears throat> by wearing an Apple Watch because it kept saying, you know, your blood pressure is high and this and that, and went to your doctor and kind of found out that, you know, they was at high risk of a heart attack that's the kind of technology we like to hear about and i know um you know my wife exercises quite a bit so she tracks all her runs and calories you know she's got the whole gamut going on i right. started running a little bit and tracking my fitness as well uh, so it is kind of neat to have that um, positive impact with technology in your life and uh, now it's a very big impact with safety issues like that. And then, right. like you said, monitoring your blood pressure. Because when's the last time you had your blood pressure taken? It's been a while. Yeah, me too. That's what I was asking. <laughs> I assume you and I are on pretty much the same page. Right. Uh, get your blood pressure taken once every two years, three years. or Yeah, if you have Although to go to the, the doctor. the dentist took my blood pressure the last time I was at the dentist. Really? Which is the first time that's ever happened. I didn't know they did that. I think it was for giving me x-rays on my teeth. Really? I'm pretty sure. That's... Is, was that okay? I was looking for our producer back here, and I got the shoulder shrug. Did they take yours? Okay, so yeah, they took hers too. So maybe it's Stan. Do you know if they took our kids? Don't know. I didn't ask either, but I assume they did. If they do X-rays now, they take your blood pressure. I never knew that. Which is good. I mean, you know, I had right. my blood pressure for a year, so right. And uh, that that'd be the only way high blood pressure would be caught on me is by chance on that side. Right. So now I know it's an apple. Um, topic mm -hmm. i assume this will be filtering over to android as well surely the, they'll jump on that too they'll right? eventually play catch up but the thing with android is there's so many companies that's trying to make smart watches with android that none of them have really gained traction i mean right. samsung gear is like their most popular android device but for some reason android just can't get off the ground on on smart watches yeah i have an android gear and i like it i wear it during soccer practice and uh when I go somewhere where I don't want to obviously check my phone, I can just glance at my wrist. Right. Um, but it's pretty neat. It, it has a health part on it that tracks me. I know during soccer season it tells me, so at some point I hooked up my uh, fitness part to it, and it'll tell me you've reached your goal of 10,000 steps for the day or whatever. Right. So it tells me that. So it's monitoring at least that part of Right. I'll have to check into that. I'll have to look into that. You got my interest peaked. <laughs> so okay. if so actually uh users can now enroll online for this beta program. Oh wow. So and it's actually free. So the only qualifications are you have to be a US resident, sixty five or older, have original Medicare, own an iPhone six S or newer, and allow Apple and Johnson and Johnson access to your Medicare claims data. Oh, nice. I mean a small price to pay to be able to save yourself if you go down with a stroke or a fall or anything like that right and they're saying that the link between atrial fibrillation and stroke isn't thoroughly understood but afib has very few warning signs making it difficult to diagnose until until until, until it happens the, yeah. until a stroke actually occurs so they're actually uh, hoping that with apple watch's electrocardiodiagram the ecg the features in it will actually be able to monitor and detect afib that could possibly help prevent stroke nice well i know you know from our training stroke victims have a short window yes to uh, get quality 
uh, care for what they need. Right. So that catching it quick is paramount. Right. So if anyone's interested in that program, they can actually go to the website heartline.com for more information. Nice. All right. Well, our final topic for the day is backing up computers. And I know, you know, A&M, yourself and Cena, A&M Digital Technologies, you take care of all our technology needs. And I know you're in charge of our backup. And you right. stress to me all the time how important this is. Exactly. Because I'm very lackadaisical about it. Um, so I assume I'll learn some more today about why you uh, heckle me so much about staying up to date with my backups. Right. And, and <laughs> so actually, fill me in. <laughs> so today's topic, as far as backing up, because we're just going to cover desktops and laptops, and probably next episode we'll cover mobile devices, because okay. that's a whole other I arena. I was going to say, I don't even know about backing up my mobile device. Right. So backing uh, in an ideal world, a backup, a perfect backup solution is what they call the three-two-one setup, where you have three copies of your data, on two different media formats, and one of those formats being off-site, whether it be a physical hard drive at a different location or online. Okay. And the, it's 2020, Dave, and even last week I had a customer bring me a drive saying, work your magic, and I couldn't because they, that was only one copy of the data. Yep. And, and well, I remember probably when we started talking about doing podcasts, you were telling me about a customer you just came from. This is probably four or five months ago, and you had said they had, you know, 3,000 family photos that were all gone. Right, yeah. And there's nothing you could do because that was the only place they had them, and the damage was so extensive, it was just a loss. And it's devastating. Right, and, and to actually try to recover that data gets very expensive very quickly because, you know, we have tools to try to recover data, but our right. tools are very limited just based off of what we have. To actually do it, you know, to do big time data recovery requires what they call a clean environment, and it's basically as clean like an operating room, dust yeah. free. They go in, you know, the whole setup, and a lot of those companies they won't talk to you unless you cut them a two thousand dollar check. Oh wow! To get started, and then the, even then you have to sign a waiver saying they can't guarantee any, if at all, data will be recovered. Yeah, I'm sure that's a risky deal to try to make guarantees on recovering someone's data. So that's scary. Right. So. So with the three, two, one, we always recommend is uh, having your your original copy. That's one copy. Yep. Now, a misconception with a lot of people do is what they'll do is they'll buy the external hard drive and then they'll just take the data from the, their computer and put it on the external hard drive and then delete the data from their computer. So, <laughs> so now, now you're down to one copy again. Yeah. Right back where you started. Right. So they say, well, it's on my backup drive, but it's one copy. No, it's my backup. But you just deleted your main copy. Yeah, but it's on my backup. Yeah. No, you're not understanding it. Backup is, you know, that's like saying I bought a new car, so I sold my old car. So now I have a backup car. No, you sold that one car, so now yeah. you're back down to one car. I take it from uh, your the way you're animated talking about this. This happens a lot. Yes. I, <laughs> this here's a frustration you, bubbling yeah, update. How many times have you had this conversation just this week? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that that's a great point. No, I've just saved myself, but I just cut my lifeline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So on, and and when we meet, oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm just gonna say. All right. Yeah. You're. Whew. So, and what we mean by two media, two different media formats is either thumb drive and external drive, or online and external drive. Just two different means of of backing up, and and with one being offsite. And the recommendation is always keep it at least 25 miles away if you're going to do two copies of on like external hard drives right. or thumb drive. And that's just for protection from natural disaster, fire, flood, right. hurricane, whatever. That's I was going to ask, why, what does 25 miles separate you from? But that makes sense. If you, 
I know around here a lot of people live close to their, their own family, like, you know, mom is next door or right by or, you know, down the block. And uh, But, yeah, if something happened with it, you know, if you're in, near a flood area, like the flood that hit southern Roan County and northern Kanawha County, I mean, it devastated a 10-mile swath of area. Right. Uh, and everybody, like, out at Amma got hit. There wasn't a, a person out that way that, you know, got away from that if you were in the flood area. Well, let me give you the most perfect example of backup. Uh, off-site backup failure ever documented. Really? 9-11. Oh, yeah. There you go. The, the the Twin Towers, the North Tower was a backup for the South Tower, and the South Tower was a backup for the North Tower. Both towers are down. Yep. Everything was gone. Yep. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and, I, and, and I can see it, like I say, around here, a flood hits 30 people. It doesn't just hit one most often. Right, and that's one thing they never dreamed of. It's like, well, yeah, if the building catches on fire, yeah, yeah. the the building next door Everything. has us covered. Well, <clears throat> And then we seen what happened, so that was that's where they started implementing. Okay, at least twenty five miles right, away. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Now, what would you tell someone that's lazy like myself that would say, "Well, I'm too lazy to go twenty five miles away to get my uh, external drive and then bring it back, update it, and then take it back twenty five miles"? What would you? So there's actually several solutions. Uh, we actually sell and are actually a partner with uh, Carbonite. Now, yes. Carbonite is not paying for this publicity, yeah, yeah. but uh, we and we actually I know this because I pay for Carbonite for Patch. Right, <laughs> and, and the way Carbonite works is it's an online backup and it's completely uh, uh, secure. It meets federal HIPAA guidelines, which yep. if you're not familiar with HIPAA, HIPAA is the, your Health Information Patient Privacy Act. Yep. So we're continuous in a hospital. I remember that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's well, where we have to abide by those as well. That's how you talk. Uh, you didn't talk me into. You said this is what you need to do because we had no sensitive information. Right. And, and uh, with HIPAA compliance, that that it has to meet qualifications to hold all your medical records, your right. medical history, your medical data. So if it meets those recommendations in my book, that's good enough for me. So if it oh, can yeah. house my medical records, it can hey, house my data. It passed Denise's screening. She did the background check on it and said, okay, yeah, you're good to go. Denise right. has 27 years of uh, HR experience. Right. So, so yeah, if we meet. If, if it, it gets a green light from her, you're good. Yeah. So, and the way it works is, it, by default, it backs up your, your My Documents, it backs up everything in your Pictures folder, your Videos folder, your Desktop folders. By default, it does not back up your programs. It only backs up your data. Right. And then it also gives you the ability to, if you have different folders in different areas on your system, you can actually turn those on to back up manually. And they yep. actually have two different uh, solutions. Now, I'm not going to talk about pricing because depending on... When you listen to this, I don't want to get in that whole pricing yeah, war. Yeah, it's a and, different deal. Right. So, But they actually have two different solutions. They have one for personal, and then they have one for business, and they have great competitive pricing on both, and we can actually help you guys with all that. And we'll actually put a link in the show notes that they can actually sign up for a free trial yeah. through through us, through Carbonite, and it's all through Carbonite and all that. You know, and you're so that's such a good call, especially on your part, because I remember – you coming in and talking to us because we used to back up with a hard drive that sat right beside our desk. Right. And you came in and you're like, holy cow, you know, this is not what you need to be doing. And I was like, but Joe, it's right here. <laughs> and <laughs> you're like, I, but what if this whole place catches on fire? You just lost everything. Right. After I just got done telling you how important everything was to me because we have, you know, grants. Right. And all this information. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember that's why we switched to the online deal because it made it A, easy. Right. And B, you could help monitor it as well to make sure that it was doing what it's supposed to do. And then C, it was off-site. Right, because with the accounts we actually manage, yeah. I get a week. I get an email every week, you know, letting me know, and I, and I, you know, I don't see any of your data. All I see is, okay, I see your name, and then I see that all backups are up to date, or yep. 
you know, you have I have one device that hasn't been backed up for two weeks, so I'll right. call you. It's like, Dave, what's going on? Well, and, I remember you called me not too long ago and just saying, hey, you're out of space. Right. Or you're not out of space. You said you're getting a warning light that your space is becoming limited. Right. Uh, and that you need to either, A, clean some stuff out or get more space or whatever the case may be. Right. But, I mean, I got 17 years worth of stuff, so I'm sure. <laughs> right. And so with what's nice with Carbonite is it constantly sits and monitors unless yep. you adjust it to only back up during certain times. So there's no must, no fuss, no worry on your end. Plus, with Carbonite, they'll, on every file that it backs up, it puts a little dot. Yeah. And it tells you, depending on the caller, that if the file is going to be backed up or if it's already been backed up. Yep. So, so it takes the guesswork out of, is my data actually being backed up? Well, you know, the best part for me is um, you keep monitoring on it for me right? as our technology uh, contract. So you call me and say, hey, listen, because I get the the notices too, but oftentimes I don't know what they mean. Right. And uh, But I know if I get one that you'll be calling soon and saying, hey, right. <laughs> this is happening with Carbonite and you need to look, we need to make some decisions. Right. So but, I get a good double service out of this deal because, A, I got Joe and Cena watching my back with what's backed up and Carbonite doing its job. Right. So now if you're... From the standpoint, I don't trust the cloud. I don't trust my data on there, which is fine. You know, we have customers like that. As, sure. At the end of the day, as long as you have your stuff backed up, I don't care how it's uh, – I do care how it's backed up, <laughs> as long as it's backed up properly and securely. Right, right. But, you know, as long as it's being backed up, I don't care if you use, you know, a different solution. But if you're not comfortable with the cloud, always at least go with an external hard drive. And, yeah. and most – uh, manufacturers of external hard drives, they come with built-in free backup software. Yeah. That if you said that if you actually do the work of installing the software, it'll sit there and back everything up automatically. Yeah, so I they, remember ours did that. So there's literally no excuse as to why you yeah. shouldn't have a backup. And most backup drives are around $100. Yep. So why not spend that $100 insurance policy versus paying possibly thousands and taking a gamble on getting your data back in a disaster recovery situation. Or just losing your, you know, like when you were telling us, you know, 3,000 family photos. My yeah. goodness, that's soul crushing. Yes. You know, is that worth $100? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Is that worth a 20-mile drive or 10-mile drive or, you know, whatever? Yes. Right. Well, so and easy, the, that's an easy choice. And, and the people that actually do the, the, the 25 miles or whatever, you know, that if they have family members live far away, what they'll do is they'll just back up their data and then put it in like a UPS package and mm -hmm. then mail it to them. Yep. So, you know, three, four dollars to ship it. Yeah, you can get or back it up, you know, that's a big deal. Right. Nice. Well, I know it definitely works well for us. And I remember, how long have you been in business with A&M? We will be in business 10 years in August. I, man, you read my mind. I was going to say, it's been at least 10 years, I think, that you came in your in our office and shook your head and said, man, we got to make some changes on your technology here. <laughs> You're not doing very well. And, uh, and it's been good changes across the board. So I can attest, these are, this, the backup 321 plan is, by far a smart thing to do right and also a responsible thing to do right and as you said it's nice that you give a couple of different options because i know carbonate carbonite charges us an annual fee i don't know how much it is it's not very much really comparable but as you said there's easy solutions use a jump drive how much is a a jump drive you're talking 20 30 bucks at the most yeah right. i mean you can buy some of the cheaper ones if you don't have a lot of information but and, you know if you're my mom and you're listening to this hey you know you're going to need like one of the big because right. she's got <laughs> 2,000 photos. Right. But uh, and, based and, on your needs. So if someone is struggling with this the same way that I do, you know, I'm not technologically savvy. I don't catch everything you're saying, but I realize the importance. Right. Uh, how they get a hold of you and 
to go that route. Okay, and, and this is something we do for our customers all the time as far as helping with backups. Uh, they can give us a call at our office at 304-927-3588, visit our website at amdigitaltechnologies.com, or check us out on social media, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at AM Digital Tech. All right. So. And check us out on our our podcast feeds, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Help Desk with Jet, Dave and Joe. And also be sure to check out the Patch Turned Up podcast as well. Yep. So we got a lot of different platforms, but I can't stress this enough. And this is my own personal opinion. Uh, you know, I'm the executive director of a nonprofit organization, and our data is very important to us. That is one of the best things that I feel that we've done to protect ourselves in the technology aspect just because I know all the 17 years worth of work we've put in is protected. Right. And I know it because it monitors and tells me, and I know you also tell me, so having two valid sources uh, makes me sleep easier at night knowing that all our stuff is taken care of. And it makes me sleep easier knowing that I don't have to worry about that call of Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I now lost you, everything. Now you get the call for different reasons. Joe, right. my computer, I don't know. You just got to come look at it. I can't even explain it over the phone. Right. So good stuff across the board. All right, so many thanks to A&M Digital, Digital Technologies, and, of course, we can't forget our – uh, the big credit goes to Cena, who's doing all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. Right, and Cheryl will be in here today. <laughs> yeah, and uh, many thanks to our, uh, I don't even know what title to give her here, to the assistant step-in producer for the day, the emergency <laughs> producer for today, Cheryl, who's behind the desk here helping us out. Because uh, it is daytime, our normal students that run the studio and stuff are at school. Or they better be at school. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> so <laughs> they should to, be. We had to fill in the day with just us here with the adults. So a big thank you to Cheryl and, of course, uh, A&M Digital Technology taking care of all our technology needs, including our backup. Uh, here in local Spencer, West Virginia, get a hold of them if you have any questions or have any problems. If you have any questions about any of the topics that Joe's covered today, uh, you've mentioned Firefox, uh, the hacked vacuum cleaners, the Apple Watches, and the stroke risk. Not risk, but stroke help, I it's guess. Possible detection, yes. Yeah, possible detection. And, of course, the main topic with backups. If you have any questions on that, get a hold of Joe and Cena, A&M Digital Technologies. They'll be more than happy to take care of you. Or if you have a topic that you'd like for us to cover Ooh. in a podcast, we would love to do that. Good point. We don't get a lot of feedback, which is surprising. Right. Uh, we had that conversation with a couple of our other podcasters about, you know, hey, nobody's given any feedback. And I'm like, you know, normally the Facebook warriors and the keyboard warriors just hit you hard on any and everything. But when you th we throw it out there, hey, comment on what you'd like to see, we rarely get any feedback. So either we're doing something right or <laughs> we must not have messed up too bad yet. Yeah, you might be answering all the questions like, you covered it. No need for me to comment. So, right, right. Or, Joe, you're doing a great job. These are awesome topics. So I'll take it that way. There we go. That's Gold star for Joe. Sounds perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, this is David with Patch, and you've been listening to Help Desk with Joe, and this is show number five. And uh, stay tuned in for more music, podcasts, and news from our Patch students and our Patch program here in our Patch community with Children and Community First.